What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode, a very special episode of Geek Scott Game. We don't have E3, but we kind of felt like we still did, especially if you are a fan of PlayStation. We had the PS5 reveal, a lot of wonderful game announcements, including the first look at the system today. I'm Josiah Leroy. We've got our wonderful cast and crew here today. Disruptoid himself, Mr. John Fick, Mr. Jeffrey Povs, and Rashawn Anderson. Fellas, let's get into it. We're going to skip uh, a lot of our normal segments today and just get into a PS5 discussion. Just we'll have some news PS5. later in the show. Let's talk PS5 all day. Uh, get to a little bit of the news from um, some Destiny news. We've got some No Man's Sky, as well as a little bit of kind of sort of what happened with IGN Summer of Games Day 1 and 2. But uh, first reactions here. Tell me, guys... Uh, what do you think overall the the press conference or not press conference the the reveal we got today? John, it, we'll start with you. Yeah, I think it's fair to call it a press conference. I mean, just because nobody stood on an actual stage, it you know served the same purpose. Um, I thought I thought they absolutely crushed it. I thought it was such a such a tight show, such a very good show. One of those just absolute banger conferences from Sony. Man, they just came out, they gave us everything we wanted. Every rumor that we thought was going to be there for the most part, the big stuff was there. We got we got. I mean, every you watch that conference, you just have. Sony first party studio, Sony first party studio, just every game was one of their first parties. And then every time they had a third party game, it mattered. It was something huge. And then most people thought we weren't going to see the console. We saw it. We'll talk about what we think about it. But man, great conference. Jeff Pavlak. Yeah, I was very impressed. Um, Just the number of megatons they have in here. I mean, you could have had half of that lineup that they revealed and we still would have said this was an amazing conference. Never mind just the sheer deluge of heavy hitters that they put in there this this was one of the better ones we've seen in a long long time i think deluge that's a good word i'm gonna use it it is a good word rashawn hit us with your ps5 reaction yeah this was great um you know the the thing that i think of man i don't i don't want to turn anything into a console war. i think that, that stuff is starting to get really petty to be honest but i have to acknowledge like this has always been the difference between sony and microsoft microsoft wants to show you like they want to show you tech features, they want to show you uh trailers, they don't want to show you gameplay. Sony, they'll give you a little bit of the tech features, but man, you're never gonna leave a Sony press conference thing like, Man, I didn't get enough gameplay in that conference. Like, what's up with Sony? And and their studio, like they came hard with and, and there's many games here that we're gonna talk about that just had just a trailer, but there was so much gameplay for other things as well um, and things that, that are running in engine that, again, we're going to get into it, but it, it was great, man. This was this is what we've been waiting for from Sony um, in a lot of different areas, whether we're talking hardware, whether we're talking software, we've been we've been crying for it and they they gave it to us. So let's get into it. Yeah, I felt like the complete package today. Uh, we kind of you know felt like we were going to get a big reveal or two. Uh, but it just kept coming hit after hit after that. And to also get the console was a really nice thing. Um, so it feel, if, just feels like a very complete day for Sony. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned at the top of the show, not getting E3 this year was a, a, in a, in a lot of other events, but E3 predominantly is a stinger for us. But to get something like this, uh, I guess, eases that pain a little bit. And uh, Rashad, I'm with you not to kind of keep up with the console war thing, but immediately my mind goes to Microsoft and Xbox. And I think about Xbox next month. Like, I don't know how, I don't know what they could do 
from a press conference standpoint that would make me care more about that and what is going to be happening in terms of uh, game reveals and their lineup than what we saw today. And that's coming from a guy who is who typically has that needle shifted towards Xbox when you go Xbox or PlayStation. Now, I love all systems, of course, but that's uh, it's funny. I was watching some of the videos right after work. Uh, I said to Lauren, listen, if I can only afford one system this fall, it's going to be uh, it's going to be PlayStation because I'm looking at what they're showing. Um, we'll get into just our, our favorite reaction or um, our favorite moment from the, the event here. What was the the one game that really, you know, got your attention? I think I've I've got a few ideas for, for what you guys might say. I do want to lead off on this one. Uh, for me, it's it's a system seller and I'm ready to go right now with it. It is Spider-Man. I was going to save it for uh, you. We, we kinda... I was going to let you have it. Don't worry. <laughs> no, I know where you're going. I've... Anyway, uh, Spider-Man it, uh, from 2018 in Insomniac, one of my favorite games ever, not just one of my favorite superhero games. I enjoyed that game so much. I could go and visit that even having hundred percent of it. I play it over and over again. So, I'm probably going to have to play it again just uh, for no other reason than to lead up to this one. Uh, but that was a wonderful, wonderful uh, minute and a half video. It got me amped. Everything about it has me just stoked beyond belief. Cannot wait to get my hands on that. Uh, I think we're all excited for that one. So that's an easy one. Uh, John, I, I imagine I know where you're going, but I want to hear it from you. What was uh, what was your one moment or your one game from the event? Yeah, so what blew me away the most, and uh, it might not be what you're thinking, but the game that really stood out to me the most is Deathloop. Um, Deathloop was a game that we saw a little bit at E3. What was it, 2017? Because I think Sony skipped. Or wait, no, was it eight, was it 18? Because it 18 was, was the first year that they skipped, I think. Okay. Actually, wait, no. Sony didn't even show it. Bethesda showed it off, so I, don't even, I forget what year it was. But Deathloop, we knew very little about. I thought about. it was revealed last year. Could be. I, I was thinking I it was at a Sony be. conference, and I'm like, wait a minute. It can't be at Sony. They weren't there, but it was at uh, Bethesda. Um, yeah, that game was just like... It, it, I did not... Ex- like We saw that small little trailer uh, at E3, whenever it was. It seemed interesting. It was cool. New, new Bethesda IP. It looked fun. Didn't know much about it, but that trailer just blew me away. It was so stylish. The gameplay just looked like so much fun. Like I've I've watched that trailer three times already. It just that game caught me off guard, and just the the music, the style, the pacing, the the action just seems so much fun. Seemed to draw influence from a lot of of popular games, but really, it found a way to still seem unique. Uh, I gotta say, so I just the the art style, the how fast it it was, that is right at the top of my list as well. Uh, Jeff, what was your one moment? Your one game? I could honestly have like four that I could pick from. There were that many games that really impressed me that much and left that kind of impact on me. But if I had to pick one, I think I got to go with Resident Evil 8. I thought that trailer was really good. And I think it sets up a really neat path for the series. I think it's really cool how Capcom is kind of doing like these two different paths for Resident Evil. You've got this series of um, really expansive, really high def remakes of the original games that kind of have that like, you know, the over the shoulder third person zombie sci-fi horror. And then you've got this apparent new line of games, which started with resident evil seven. That's this first person. Uh, it's, it's more like supernatural elements to it than traditional resident evil has ever had. And I'm assuming that's where this new one is going. Um, just the aesthetics and the locales really remind me of resident evil four, which took place in a rural wooded village with a creepy castle and all that. We see a brief clip of uh, Chris Redfield at the end there. So I'm excited to see where this goes with this. 
they had to get as far away as possible from Resident Evil 6. Oh, <laughs> With, of course. So it made sense for them to do what they've done in, in rebranding uh, and reshaping that image in the last few years. Um, I know we've talked about it on the show, but I love Resident Evil 2 Remake. It is one of my favorite games of last year. And uh, I got to get to Resident Evil 3. That'll probably find its way to my systems this fall at some point. But as someone who has not played the games, who didn't grow up playing the games, it's exciting to me. And this looks like a blast. Um, I love the setting that they made for that. Um, like you said, I think Supernatural is probably the best way to describe it. Yeah, you know, there's still some of that like bio horror in there. But since 7, uh, it really took on more of that supernatural element, like that eerie kind of like spectral horror. I love the logo, too, by the way. Oh, they, it is a great. Yeah, yeah, it's it's cool. perfect. I want to want to piggyback real quick on that. So my, both of us went with a, a third party game and kind of just a touch on something Josiah said, comparing it to Xbox. Xbox had a conference already. They're kind of their, their software reveal event, and it was all third parties. And Sony had an event that was third parties and first parties. And every third party in this in this event outshined Microsoft's dedicated third party event. Like they had nothing that was even on the level of either of these two <laughs> games, Deathloop or Resident Evil Eight. It's just like. I know we we talk about we don't like to harp on the console wars, but you know we we, we talk video games is that we that's what we do. I can't believe they did that conference and they didn't have any any like these games are out here like th- these games are real and Sony had them in their one conference and Microsoft couldn't have a banger like that for their just dedicated third party conference. That was one of my biggest takeaways from this. If I'm uh, any of those publishers, I my thought is I'm going where the the games are or where they're going to be sold the install right base, yeah. we see the ps4 numbers oh my gosh if we assume that continues and very much in setting the tone in the ps5 it feels like they're going to continue that focus on games games and more games which xbox always says but it feels like sony shows i you know i don't blame them i put my game over there all day long xbox has got to show me that they're kind of in Sony's boat. And I, you know, I don't know if they want to go there from a strategy point or not, but uh, John, you mentioned it where it felt like Xbox is more of a, maybe a platform is the way you described it. And Sony is, here's our console, right? You can play your games here. Whereas Microsoft wants to be on your phones, your tablets. It's fine. But you know, a different approach altogether. Uh, Rashawn, lots to choose from. Give us your moment. Uh, for me, thank you, Jeff. Uh, I can always count on you to, you know, have my back on similar gaming taste. Thanks for getting Resident Evil 8 for me. You said everything that I was going to say. So thank you for that. Uh, so got now you. I got your back. <laughs> yeah, thanks, dude. Now that leaves me to my pick. <laughs> I never thought in a million years, I know this game was rumored. I never freaking thought that I just knocked my earbuds out of my ear. But <laughs> I never thought that Demon Souls yes! was gonna get a remake. That was, that was my honorable <laughs> mention. What the heck? Yep, that's big, man. That's huge. I had a feeling, Rashad. I I definitely had a feeling that's where you were going. Come on. That is the only moment during this that I screamed. Besides, uh, I no, I legit, I legit yelled during the conference when that came up. Uh, what was that yell like? Was it like high pitch or just like give it? Give us an example. You don't. You don't want it. Viewers their, their ears will bleed. Uh, it, it was loud though. It was. It was a loud yell because I couldn't believe it. And I and the and the thing with this and it was the same thing. Resident Evil Eight as well. Um, I called out both of these games right when the like the first. I'm like Demon Souls. I did the same thing. With Resident Evil. I'm like Resident Evil Eight. 
but they both planted seeds of doubt because with Demon Souls, there again, there was a few shots that looked out there to where it looks like they're adding some things. Uh, so I was like, okay, wait, maybe not. And then same thing with Resident Evil 8. When Resident Evil 8, when they showed that uh, like that castle-looking structure, I'm like, okay, what is this? this is something new. But with both of those games, those titles came up, and I lost my mind. But Demon Souls, man, I I can't believe it. Like that's another one of those things where, similar to um, like a Final Fantasy VII remake or something like that, where if you told me like I would be playing a game like that. I would have been like, this is, they're crazy. Like, that's insane. So I'm very excited. Demon Souls is what started all of these things that we talk about, Souls boring game. This is the game that started that, and people don't even remember it. We only talk about Dark Souls, rightfully so, because it's a trilogy. Um, but Demon Souls, man, a hit from 2009. Uh, I can't wait. I, I can't freaking wait, guys. Oh, my God. Rishon, do you remember before that came out, like, nobody really knew what to expect out of it? Everyone nobody. was like, wait. It was like, oh, this is a Western fantasy by a Japanese studio trying to make it like Monster Hunter. Like nobody, like nobody was excited for it. Mm-hmm. It was just, this game completely came out of nowhere. It kind of reminds me a bit of like Arkham Asylum, a little bit in that like regard. It, yeah, like it kind of had that vibe to it. And I mean, okay, and then especially the the especially like the <laughs> impact it had. I mean, it started it basically. Forged, it started like, a, a brand new genre. genre. Exactly, right. yeah. It started a new genre of action RPGs, essentially. And again, the thing with this is that it amazes me how many people don't remember it or are right. like, oh, yeah, that game was a thing. It's crazy. It's but crazy. Rashawn, isn't that perfect? Because like I said with Resident Evil, where I didn't play it, and now I'm getting kind of this chance to play it on all these modern day consoles. Mm-hmm. People who like that genre and maybe yeah. didn't play Demon Souls are now going to get that chance on a get glorious the brand new yeah. system, you know? Because the thing with Demon Souls, uh, the PS3 version I just held up, um, is that the servers for that game got shut down, I want to say, two years ago. Um, and there's some certain elements in that where uh, I've, I'm pretty sure there's alternatives, but I've, I haven't gone back to it in a while. Um, so that was the first hint that I'm like, oh, like most like games public like they shut down they get their servers shut down but a game like that like a primarily single player based game that's an RPG th- those generally stay running for a while so when they cancel those servers that's when the rumors for this started coming around a while ago but again I I never thought they would I never thought from software had a reason to I I thought they were just going to keep doing Sekiro Bloodborne other projects um, like they are, they're doing Elden Ring, but well, this, this is, is, isn't from software, right? This is Bluepoint doing this. Yes, but I'm sorry, Bluepoint. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a, I'm sorry. Yeah. Let me rewind. That's another thing I'm curious about is how that's going to work. I mean, I, I wonder if from software just gave them the original assets and they're just beefing them up. Like, I know this is more of a remake. Yeah. This style, looks like a straight up remake I, from stuff I've seen yeah. from Bluepoint but, in the past with, the, with with what they've done with other games. Like they, they spend a lot of time just like going through those games, like looking at that code, seeing how the stuff is made and then using that to actually yeah. remake it. So I don't really, I don't think from, can't think of the, one of the newer ones that I saw like a quick documentary on, I think it was a uh, Daniel Dwyer, no clip documentary where they were kind of going through the, the making of whatever mm-hmm. that remake was. Um, but yeah, they don't use any of the assets. They are just like they have the code. They see how the stuff is coded, but they yeah. completely remake it to modern engines. That's I'm interesting. Sure, yeah, I'm sure it's a lot like how Nintendo had Grezzo make the Ocarina of Time 3D remake and the Majora's Mask 3D remake for 3DS. Did Blue Point? I guarantee you, it's oh, that's that's kind of a good. Shadow of the Colossus. Hmm. Is that Blue Point? Yeah, 
That's what uh, I'm thinking. Oh, of. really? That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, they're they're, they're so, pretty so, sure. So, oh, they so wait a minute. Yeah, they got some. Yeah. That's they got incredible. some pedigree for it. Though. Oh my god! Yeah, Blue yeah, Point is the oh, best in the business at this stuff, man. Like that's that's what they do. Yeah, and I, I played. A, I didn't fully go through it. Um, I've been meaning to go back to it. But Shadow of the Classes. So thank you for actually highlighting that point for me, John. So if we're getting that level of support and you know care with Demon Souls, oh good, good, good lord. Yeah, y'all better get ready. Blue Point, <laughs> this is awesome. Blue Point is on point with this stuff. I think they did the Uncharted trilogy. Like they they. They've had a, yes. a huge, huge uh, history of remaking games and, you know, making them faithful, but also bringing them into modern times. Yeah, they're the studio you want to do a remake when it comes to any sort of action game, I think. They, they really have a nice uh, eye for detail. It's funny and, they pick, and they picked the right game, too. That's awesome. That's a really good opportunity for, for Sony to, to relaunch that and really make some money on it because you're yeah. really introducing that to a kind of a new generation of fans who probably just missed it. Was so, was uh, Demon Souls a PS3 exclusive? Yeah, yes. it was. Okay, so yes. Sony, because I know Sony's Cause... publishing this one, so I assume they published the first one too, kind of like Bloodborne? Yeah. No, it was okay. Atlas who published it. Okay, well, that makes sense, though. They, they're in bed together for console. Because publishes. nobody expected nobody expected it to really be a big hit, and Atlas always takes on those kind of niche Japanese games makes that sense. are localized. Yeah, it became multi-plat with the first Dark Souls and the rest yep. of history. When I worked at GameStop, I remember the Dark Souls Midnight release. Um, like, it wasn't huge, obviously, but we had like a fair amount of people come in for that. And um, a lot of people were talking, obviously, about Demon Souls at that point. Because that, that was kind of the, the tipping point. Um, and I remember just that was it. From there, that that franchise and that that genre just took off, mm-hmm. and you know here we are coming full circle. Uh, we'll get to uh, some of the uh, other announcements here. We'll kind of run through. Uh, if you, if anyone wants to say anything on any of these, you know, just jump right in. But uh, Sony starts off the the press conference in terms of games. Um, it wouldn't be a console if GTA Five wasn't coming to it. Am I right? <laughs> so, uh, GTA Five coming in twenty twenty one. And PS5 owners will get, um, is it GTA 5 online for free or GTA 5 for free? It said GTA, the on, whole thing. It just said online. So I assume it's just the online portion, okay. not the campaign, stuff like that. That was what they, they said in the trailer. Can I give props where, pro, where credit, like some props real quick? <laughs> Rockstar. Right Wait, I don't know. I don't know if you can. Are, are you giving props or credit? <laughs> both. I'm, right. getting, I'm, I'm giving both. Double they up. deserve this. I, for, Michael Scott thing. for a lot of casual fans and even probably hardcore gamers, you look at GTA 5 and you probably have a little sigh that's like, oh my God, like this is on, it's now on a third console generation. And I get that. There's a part of me that has that feeling too. But dude, Rockstar putting their money where their mouth is. All of these companies, and one of them that we're going to talk about later that I, I think it's just overrated, but that's beside the point. Some of these games like Destiny 2, No Man's Sky, the first Destiny that Bungie advertised was supposed to last a de- like a decade or something like that. A lot of these games, they try to do this, oh, we're going to be on multiple generations, we're going to go for 10 years. This is a company that, a game that's actually done it. They're not at a decade yet, but they're pretty darn close and they're going to exceed that and Players keep playing GTA 5. Like, I always look at my friends list. 
someone is always playing GTA 5. I don't mean to single out Destiny and No Man's Sky. Those are the first two that come to mind. But a lot of these companies that advertise this game's going to last X amount of years, X amount of console generations. I don't think companies should do that because A, some of these games don't end up being that good. And B, there's only one cup, co- there's only one game that's actually successfully done it, and that's GTA. Props to Rockstar. Dude, I won't play it on PS5, but you know, props to you still. <laughs> I love GTA 5. I, I think uh it's amazing that it is going to its third generation. They're not waiting, right? Like they're coming out of the gate with it and saying right away, um, it's the greatest selling bit of entertainment ever. Uh, it, it's just it's it's inc- it, the legs that it has are truly incredible so you know, they did put their, their money where their mouth was in that case uh, so check out my review for it uh, when it came out for uh, the Xbox One and PS4 uh, kind of remaster The sc- all the, the pictures in there are screenshots I took and there's a great one of Trevor walking away from an explosion that it took I'm really proud of it <laughs> check out the header I, uh, um, I wonder this shows the age of the oh yeah the Geekiverse, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if this is going to be uh, a repurchase for PlayStation owners or if this will be like, hey, you own the PS4 version, you get the P-. They didn't talk about that. All they said was PS5 owners get GTA online for free. That's maybe someone who's never owned it before. I wonder if you're, if, a, if a PS5 owner has to repurchase this. And I wonder, we, uh, we assume it'll be on Xbox Series X. Is it going to support smart delivery or are they going to resell that? It's up to developers. So mm. very interesting. That's I, a really good I'm, question. I'm fully in the boat that I don't support developers re-releasing games cross-generation anymore. I mean, we are, we are at the point where we know that these new boxes are the same box, just more powerful and running some slightly different mm-hmm. software. They're the same architecture. They all run the same games. It's really just another bump up for like the Xbox Series X and in the PS4 Pro just to another level. It's all the same architecture. If you're recharging for games, it's a bad taste in my mouth. I agree. It just, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's really no reason to, and I think Microsoft has given us like a good, a good uh, threshold for right. It's possible. Like we have smart delivery. Like make a game, we'll give it. To, we'll give you the upgraded version for free. It's the same thing, just better assets if you develop them. So I, I really hope Rockstar is not going to charge again for it. But the fact that they didn't say that makes me think they probably will. If you guys remember, this generation started off with, obviously, you had a couple for both Sony and Microsoft. It started off, you know, you had your, you know, your main new console games, of course. But the first year and a half of this generation was remasters from the previous generation of of tons of games, reselling you the same game, obviously updated and whatnot. But like John's point, it's like, don't try to do that. Again, now now we know. Like when the PlayStation Four was announced, one of the main tech features was, "Hey, this is a streamlined architecture. This is just a PC running PS4 software. Like this is just a very very baseline architecture." The PS3 had that huge problem. It ran on the uh, what was the processor called? Uh, I forget the name of the pro- the cell processor. It was it was very very specific to that. It was very powerful, but developers had a hard time developing for it because it was so unique um you can't put a ps3 game on the ps4 that's why that's why they couldn't do what microsoft did and just create backwards compatibility the cell processor was a nightmare so you had to remake those games playstation told us hey we that's our goal with ps4 we're making it this the standardized system we know that ps4 pro kind of you know was the next step in that and ps5 no matter what they say we know it's just a beefier ps4 i mean it's all the same architecture now it's all the same stuff so Again, I, I, I assume they will be recharging for this stuff. I don't think they're going to be, you know, gamer-friendly guy like Microsoft in this situation and, and have some kind of, you know, unless the developer opts to do it, I think they're going to be recharging for stuff. 
I think in most cases you're not going to see anywhere close to the amount of remasters we got for this generational leap. I think you're going to get, I mean, Microsoft, they're doing what they're doing with their um, backwards compatibility, but I think PlayStation, it depends on the game. Like, you know, you're going back a few generations for a Demon Souls game, but we'll see in the next uh, maybe two years what that looks like if they do a lot of PS4 remasters. Yeah, so I hope not. I, uh, I, I don't think they will, though. And, and they already confirmed uh, PS4 backwards compatibility for PS5, so I wonder how, like, so your GTA 5 PS4 version is just like a lesser quality. It just doesn't take advantage of the of the new hardware, I guess. So you just play the PS4 version, but you could also purchase the PS5 version. Still a little murky on how that cross-dimensional stuff or cross-generational stuff is going to work on, uh, on PS5. Yeah, yeah that, people think there's like eight different ways that feature is going to work for both companies. We don't, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> right. We'll see in the coming months, and then obviously as these consoles actually release and see them in action. Um, I we already uh, touched on on Spider Man. I am so stoked to be able to play as that universe's version of Miles Morales. I loved all of his interaction from the original Spider-Man game just a few years back. And it was always in my head that that would make a great game. Um, and I'm so happy that it's actually coming to fruition. The and turnaround for me with that is insane. It, it, it yeah, is they quick. hustled to do, get that out. Do we think this is like, in some ways, a smaller game than Spider-Man will be? Like, do, do I, would, I would have to assume. Do you think this is kind Probably. of like a spin-off, like maybe like a like an infamous uh, first light to what Second Son, Second Son was? Ooh, that's, you know? uh, that's I good, never that's considered good, that. That's a good analogy. It, I was thinking that, too. I'm like, that's maybe, a quick Maybe a little bigger. I don't like, know that they can do that. Yeah, I, I know. But you think, like, I guess my second question. For a launch title? My follow-up, I guess, is, is are we done with that Peter Parker? Or is there going to be a Spider-Man 2? And we're just getting like two different, you know? I guess that's why it, it gives me more reason to think that this might be like a, even if it's not smaller, a spinoff game. I don't know. Maybe they're hmm. building toward a Spider-Verse. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, Pav. That, yeah. I mean, imagine with what we saw in the movie a few years back, obviously lots of options. Yeah, yeah that's chicken. Point. Yeah. Lots of routes to go. Oh gosh, John! I hope that's not a spinoff. I, again, I in, think in the I sense think, that you're saying. I think that sounds pejorative, but I don't mean it to be. Like I, I don't know. I, I just wonder no, if I understand like, what you're saying. Yeah, I I, I it's probably I'm like to see Ma- more. It's probably like how Majora's Mask was to Ocarina of Time. Hmm. It's using the same mask. That's a little bit smaller game, but it's still got the same amount of content, and it still has just as much potential to be as good of a game. I mean, I'm fine if it's totally the exactly this almost the same like same engine size. Oh, size. Or close to it, like and just a different character and story. That's totally fine with me. I don't need it to be crazy new. Obviously, we're going to see some new mechanics as as it was teased because it's a different Spider-Man. So he's got to feel different. He's got to uh, act differently. But um, either way, I'm, I'm super. Just I'm so stoked about it. Doesn't Miles Morales uh, I mean, live in Brooklyn as well? So maybe might get some new some new parts in New York as well. We were only we only had Manhattan in the first game. Uh, I don't know that actually. I think that might be right. That's a good point. Think, I mean, I, think about that. So we're possibly getting an Avengers and Spider-Man game this this year. That's whew. sheesh. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I I've not think about that. <laughs> I'm so excited. I can't speak enough to it. Uh, Gran Turismo Seven. Anyone? Any thoughts on this at all? I didn't even watch the trailer to be honest. I with you. do. I was just gonna lump that into the next topic, so I'll I'll let you talk about the next one since I'm the only one that has a thought on Gran Turismo. Okay. So Ratchet and Clank, you want to tie those together? Yeah. Uh, for me, this is this is personal only because 
uh between those two this is the og playstation fan in me you know getting a little excited not as much necessarily like gran turismo that only has a special place in my heart because that was the second or third game i ever played uh was gran turismo 3 i think my first one was one of the sonic adventure games i believe like the one, at least games that I have memory playing. There was a Looney Tunes racing game, and then it was Gran Turismo Three. So Gran Turismo always. Anytime I see that, that you know, it always hits me home. Even though I may not, I might not play it. Um, and the racing games don't necessarily interest me that much anymore. I do always appreciate between that and Forza just the detail, man. I always give props with that. Like right when you think the the races look real, like they make it look even more real. It's insane. So not much to talk about, but just a special place in my heart. And uh, Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Ratchet and Clank, PlayStation 5, uh, looks like, you know, like we talked about, I think, on the on pre-show, like, um, about the movie, the Ratchet and Clank movie. Like, it looks like they just, all right, we're just going to take the movie and you get to put the controller in your hands. Like, it's insane, the level oh, good, of detail looks. with that. I, I, I just, yeah, I, I think was, the, the, the concept is amazing. Like, the, the rift apart, the interdimensional, like, the some of the mechanics they were showing. I'm not a big Ratchet and Clank guy. Um, I'm, it, it takes a, it take, it's got to be, like, a special third-person action platformer or, like, mascot platformer for me to kind of care about it. Um, and I've never been a Ratchet guy, but I, I did pick up the, the remake uh, when we were talking about earlier, the just Ratchet and Clank for PS4. And, I, I mean, I put maybe, like, an hour and a half into it, and, and the gameplay just didn't grab me. This one seems like it's doing some different stuff. I mean, it... it it seems like a lot of fun. Like the, the platforming yeah. elements with that, like pulling the different dimensions, like just looks absolutely gorgeous. Like, I mean the, the ray tracing on the, the reflections in this just like blew me. I can't wait to rewatch this in 4k. Cause I watched a, a 1080p stream. I think they said oh, they're yeah. going to put it out in 4k. That's going to be great. I was watching with a bunch of people who don't play games and they even looked at it and they were like, wow, that looks crazy. I like a lot of people that watch like Disney movies and animation. They, they even looked at that. I was like, this is a game. So like good. what, what the heck? Yeah. Go ahead, I thought Jim, it was super. Uh, I thought it was super impressive how quickly those new levels were being rendered. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was like you, you were jumping into a new environment in the blink of an eye, and it was completely loaded. Yeah, like, and if that's, that's something that's, you can do on demand, that's not like you know scripted or cutscene based. If you can just pull in a different dimension, like that's going to be insane. That's that's a really cool mechanic, right? I, I was guessing that that was gameplay, so that's why maybe I was more impressed with with it than maybe someone else was but uh, my assumption was that was all gameplay and if that's the case that really really is a testament to the ps5's power yeah that it can quickly re- render it into you know brand new environment on the fly like that yeah this could be a showcase for that system um i'm with john i've never really been a total Ratchet and clank guy i, I want to say i bought one of the early ps3 Ratchet and clank games and i i really just played a few hours and never really got into it i want to give it another chance and, and jump back in with this uh, so it's a, it's a good opportunity to do so. So much fun. So much fun. Yeah, yeah. they're fun games. Uh, let's see here. I don't know if I'm saying this right. Project Athea? Athea? Yeah, no one's, no one's said Working it yet. So, yeah, we're, we're still up in the air. And I guess if it's like Athea or Athea. But yeah, that one, uh, when, when I saw that Square logo, I thought they were going Final Fantasy 16, man. I, th- I thought they were going to do it. I I wasn't going to take myself there, but I saw that and I would be lying if I didn't, my stomach I mean, didn't churn we, a little bit. We talked a little <laughs> bit about that. That's the square move. Like we're not, we're not saying I wouldn't expect final fantasy 16 to be soon, but square announces these games like decades before they come out. Like they, I, I expect <laughs> to see that game announced soon. And I, I kind of thought we would have seen it already. So I thought that's what you we were going to see, but this looked cool. This is a, this was an interesting little trailer. 
Well, here's the thing with that. So with Square, they always we knew we had to see something Square related because Square and Sony always get into bed with each other to start a console (laughs) generation, whether that's I know me, me, all you want to. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They always have something going on together at the start of every uh, Sony uh, or PlayStation generation. So, you know, obviously you think Kingdom Hearts or Final Fantasy, but, you know, this is just, you know, looks like a. A new IP that they're rolling out. Oh, which and is I, always interesting. I missed that it's a PlayStation console exclusive as well. It is only yep. a PS5 game. That's I just I'm just scrubbing through mm-hmm. the trailer right now. Man, it looks pretty. Another thought I yep. had was uh, when we were watching it after like the Square logo pass and like we saw some of like the environments. I'm like, wait a minute, is this that Unreal Five game? Like, is this the game from the Unreal Five engine? Mm-hmm. Once you started like jumping on the cliffs and we saw some like greenery and stuff like that, I'm like, uh oh, did they just like, you know, give us that? But no. Super cool. I 100% thought the same thing, and I was really excited for like 2.5 seconds. Yeah. I wanted more of that. Um, Stray. So, am I remembering this correctly? Is this the end where they're looking at the Earth? No, this is not. This is the kitty cat game. You're a cat. <laughs> this is Annapurna game. Oh, you're, you're, oh yep. Never mind. I should have read on. No, you're going to... Yeah, this is the one. So, it's like a... Like a almost... Uh, not cyberpunky, uh Like Blade Runner-y. Uh, like futuristic neon lights uh there's robots everywhere and you're just this cat with a backpack it looks like you're just doing yeah your thing. i did not watch this <laughs> oh yeah it, it <laughs> looks it looks fun it's an annapurna game I, I, they 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 do some weird stuff and i'm all about it um this is a game that i can see myself i can see myself getting into for sure and i love the logo super good you and marvel right yep my little kitty marvel yeah. <laughs> actually have to show courtney uh, this trailer because she's gonna she's gonna flip out i'm gonna have to play it because of courtney it's going to be the follow-up to her Animal Crossing track. No, she won't play it. She'll just make <laughs> me play it and watch. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine, too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what are we looking at here? That's uh, Returnal? Returnal? Is that next on our list? Yep. Yep. That. Uh, interesting. Gonna... Kind of kind of different. Yeah. Trailer. I did watch this one. Um, looks beautiful. Um, the, the vibes I was getting... Not vibes, because it, like kind of reminds me a little bit of control like theme wise it's very creepy it's very like there's a little there's aliens and monsters everywhere uh but i like the the like the repeating your death aspect i really like that in the game outer wilds that was one of like my favorite games of, of last year um so i've always been fascinated with like that that time loop thing like we talked about death loop a little while ago so that's kind of what this is um looks cool yeah um changing tones pretty drastically we we're kind of sort of going back into the world a little big planet um sack boy a big adventure anyone here uh get into little big planet at all back in the day i never did no. i i i did uh but i'm not like this i won't get like i'm pretty much i was i was done with little big planet a while ago but i am surprised that they're bringing it bringing it back and and in, in, you know in some way this is the time to do it, I think. You know, launching a, a new system, there's less to play. Um, if if you're going to jump on on something that's been sitting there, I think that's it. Um, I don't want to label it as just a kids game, but it's a cute little game for the holiday. You know, I it, I, is it, I don't played know launch, but. the original quite a bit co-op. Like I, I didn't play the other two at all, but um, a good buddy of mine and I, we I don't know for se- it must have just hit at a good time when it originally came out, but we we totally just. We played the heck out of that yeah, thing. I know some um, people who were really into into those games for sure. Yeah, I remember when I I had my Xbox 360. I definitely wanted to get a PS3. Um, that was one one title that always kept coming up was Little Big Planet. Got to play Little Big Planet, so I did, and you know, it's uh, it's fun. I probably won't jump into this uh, 
right away. Definitely not, not right away. For sure. Not for sixty dollars. Uh, who knows? No. Um, I th- I, I want to double back to that last game real quick. Um, it's worth noting that this is Housemark's first game after announcing that they were done with arcade games. So if you're familiar with Housemark, they they've always made like these these like twin stick shooters, these arcade type games. I can't think of any of them right now, but they've been mostly PlayStation games. Housemark has has been that's been their tried and true type of game. Then all of a sudden, I think in like 2017, they just put out this statement with the title "Arcade is Dead," and they're just like, "We we've liked this genre for so long, but it's clear that that's not where the industry is going. Like we've made the decision, like we're we're going to stop making those games, uh, and you know we we're going to do something different. So this is what what they've been working on. I think during that time, it was leaked that they were working on a battle royale that they scrapped because it wasn't going well or whatever maybe the trend was done um so this is the first thing we've seen from housemark since they made that big arcade is dead statement yeah definitely noteworthy um destruction all-stars kind of uh kind of interesting there john i'm looking at like the next five or six on the list if you want to jump through any of them i have nothing to say until godfall you know, so yeah, Destruction All Stars was, was a low point for me. I mean, this, this, the next one that uh, is, I don't know if it's Kena or Kenna, uh, Bridge of Spirits. That was a that game looked really cool. That had like some Zelda vibes to me, just in terms of the way the gameplay looked. Um, it kind of like reminded me of maybe Breath of the Wild meets like Avatar: and The Last Airbender with like the just the vibes I got. That game looked really cool. Um, next one was Goodbye Volcano High, the weirdest game we saw, and we saw a game with a cat in space, and this is even weirder. That was uh, the watch that trailer. It's just like these these weird dinosaurs, and like there's a super dramatic tone, and there's like this narration about uh, weird vibes. Interesting game. I want to see more about it. Um, Oddworld, Soulstorm, nothing for me there. I don't know if anybody has anything to talk about with Oddworld. I kind of can't believe they're making a new Oddworld game. Yeah, <laughs> that's my reaction they're, to that. They're still doing it. Um, give Sony credit for trying to you know continue some of their original IPs, like between Little Big Planet. Keep you know keep these franchises going. They're they're part of the Sony brand. You know they're synonymous. I feel for some gamers. Sure, there's a market for it, and it, they wouldn't do it if it wouldn't make money. I would say. So. And they're smart for doing this stuff at the start of a generation yeah. because when you think about it, there people are going to be looking for things to play. Uh, you know, totally. if you release this stuff mid gen, late gen, no one's buying this stuff. Speaking of Little Big Planet, the last Little Big Planet, I can't even tell you the name of it for good reason. Uh, but that ask them about ask that game how it did in mid gen, and uh, you know you'll see those sales numbers. So this game will probably do a lot better, despite uh, yeah, John's face, yeah, your face, yeah, it tells the story. I think Little Big Planet always sells well. I think you might be wrong there. I think Little Big the Planet, third, the, 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 the most recent, the most recent one. Let's go look it up. Uh, Wasn't the last one a spinoff? Wasn't it a spinoff though? Wasn't it like last, it I, wasn't part? The last one I think was a Vita game. That may be the actual last one. I don't maybe think, that's what I'm. Thinking I don't think of. they did another console. No, I'm, I'm thinking. No, there was a console. I'm telling you, console. There was a console game. Three. I had it. Never played it. No, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Little Big Planet Three was a was Little, a console game, but I think yes. the Vita. It was a PS4 correct. game, was it not? Uh, yes. Little Big Planet well, Three. Oh, was it? It, it came on. P- it came on PS4 mm-hmm. as well. So it would have been after the, the Vita one. No, but it was but PS3 then game too. Right? You had Little Big Planet. You had Little Big Planet Karting. This is this is what I this like is what a, I'm talking about. You don't even remember like a little the big game. Planet Mario Kart game. <laughs> and then there was a Little Big Planet for PS Vita <laughs> before that. It was just called Little Big Planet, if I remember correctly. The Vita one, and it was almost oh. a launch title for the Vita. Yeah, I could be wrong. Yeah, the official title is Little Big Planet PS Vita. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. So it did. I was a self-titled album. 
I wasn't oh, talking about that one. I even know about that one. I'm talking about the you're console talking, one. There was Sean's a PS4 one. Three. Yes, a little bit of Planet three. 3. Let's let me see. When did it come out? Real quick. Go uh, 2014. Yeah, so it was yes. so that was the newest one. Early. Yeah. And it came out early in the the generation uh, there. First year. It didn't review it didn't review as hot as the other ones. Uh oh. I don't have I'm not seeing any. I, I mean, we might just have to take Rashawn's word for it because he is pretty darn confident. Yeah, I just thought those games always sold well. I mean, I could be wrong. I don't. I don't have any. One and, one and, two, one and two for sure. One and yeah. two were insane. And they, if three. I remember correctly, one and two were critically acclaimed. The, the issue yeah, with the, might be the, the issue was the the issue was but the gap between two and three was so big that nobody yeah. cared. More games came out that did that style better than Little Big Planet. Thus, Little Big Planet was kind of shoved to a little and corner how many Three. times can you kind of remake that i i'm not to be skeptical but it's it's kind of the same retread i would think not having played them myself i'm no. just that i'm thinking that's what it is but the point is for them to get back into it i think it's i think it's a good idea to start your generation with that really? again don't, don't do that early on well Again, I think this one I was wrong. It, it was more early on, so people still didn't. Care. Yeah, you know what? Now, now I'm but. starting to remember it because uh, that was the first one that wasn't developed. The first mainline, not the Vita one, uh, that wasn't developed by Media yes. Molecule. That was. Yes, uh, I think that I think that was a, that was another issue. So yeah, yeah because when PS4, PS, uh, I think Sumo Digital did the third one. Um, You're yeah, right. When yep. the PS4 launched, Dreams was a launch title, like a launch announcement. So that so yeah, exactly. Media Molecule was already working on Dreams. So yeah, I, I guess the uh, Sumo Digital didn't live up to the the one and two hype. Now I sort of remember yeah. that that did flop more than I than I remember. See, you don't you ain't even remember it. See, that was that's what I was just, my point. I'm like, it was just it came out and it, it just. Yeah, you just yeah. It, dropped it in the middle of us. Yeah, just like it's that. Pretty, it's pretty bad when it's pretty bad when Rayshawn is at a loss for words on something. <laughs> God, us on rant collectively. It is bad. Yes, that that is right, Jeff. What, what does that tell you? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. My favorite part of all of it was as we were looking at the stuff. Rayshawn's going, see, see. <laughs> I was like, go, go look, go look. Fair enough. I love you, buddy. No hard, no hard feelings. No, I know, I know. Look at what we've spent the most time on. A little big planet Freaking three. Planet three. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto. This is odd world. No, just kidding. This is getting ridiculous. I'm sorry, Sag Boy. You don't. Uh, you know, you just you just try to live your life. Man. Boy, you do you. It's okay. <laughs> but closing this point out, Rashawn, you're 100 percent correct. You you release a game like this at the okay. beginning of a console generation, where Wait, what people game are, we are looking about? for stuff to. To, to play right i was just, i was i was saying that about like the some of these games like the odd worlds the odd little big World, planets that's the one. okay got it yeah, got it i forgot these, what game that started that, that conversation yeah rise son of rome like i think of that on xbox one like that is a game you buy in the first yes year of oh, it yeah. if you buy it that's, that's it example yeah Tech like demo, you're yeah. not buying it mid-generation mm-hmm. that that's it so it's funny someone that, actually yeah. brought up rise to me the other day and i was like you know, people still remember that Game. Did you ask him? Did you ask him why? Um, it came as a part of maybe a humble bundle or something. I don't know. They, they were listing a bunch of games. I said it was a fun game, not a fun sixty dollar game, but a fun I don't know ten to fifteen maybe. Yeah. Uh, John, I was wrong. Ghostwire Tokyo yeah. was was pretty freaking awesome for sure. This was one of those uh, two that was announced at that whatever E3 Bethesda announced this and uh, Deathloop. We didn't know much about those. We basically yeah, only got yeah. like CG trailers and, and titles. We're like, oh, two new IPs from Bethesda. Awesome. 
saw them both today, and this looked really cool. Ghostwire was last year. Then, then it was also. I believe yeah. so. It was also. I remember first seeing. Yeah, they were the same year. They were. They were like. They may even been back to back trailers. Like, oh, two new IPs for like. This is crazy. And that was it, and we didn't hear much about them again. Yep. So because no, that was the game that uh, Akumi Nakamura uh, showed off. Oh yeah, last year at E3. Yep. When she came on stage and talked about it, and then she left. She's no longer with that project anymore, right? She is not. No. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Did I watch the trailer for Jet? Uh, I, you Jet know what? I'm qu- I'm questioning that this was actually even in the show because I don't think I saw it either. I just pulled it up and scrubbed <laughs> through it. No, I saw it. Not in my it feed was, it wasn't in the show. It was, it was it was there wasn't much to talk about. But I how did I was, miss? I don't remember a second of this trailer. Do we got a Mandela effect going on here? What the heck? Did I could have just thrown any random word in here? We would have been like, did we see that trailer? No, I don't like, this this I did not see. I don't know how, but yeah, I don't remember Jet at all. I'd have to watch it with some audio and, to know what's going on there. <laughs> Those guys must have gave Sony like five cents and was like, please just put it in there. Sony was like, all right, we'll put it in there. They're probably like, what the heck? You barely showed the game. No one remembers it. You said for us to put it in. Well, you gave us five cents. <laughs> uh, so Godfall, I thought that uh, this looked really nice, actually. Um I don't know. I, I think this is, has a, a wide appeal to a lot of people. Gearbox is publishing this uh, for consoles. It's going to be uh, exclusive to PS5. And I don't know that we have a time frame other than 2021 for it. But I, I did remember watching this trailer and, and a lot of other times I may have skipped ahead. But this one, I was like, okay, holiday, go on. Holiday go 2020 on. is the window for this. Where we should be getting this at launch with PS5. It is? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. It was actually the first mm-hmm. PS5 game announced at the Game Awards uh, 2019. Um, yeah, that's what I'm seeing here. It's Ooh. holiday 2020. Uh, this, this, this trailer was cool. This gameplay looked a lot of fun. Um, this is when I realized that, man, every trailer in this press conference has amazing music. I don't know what it is, but like all of the music in these trailers stood out to me. And like this one was just super cool. If you, wanna, if you haven't seen this trailer, watch it. The music is awesome. Like All of these trailers, just, the music stood out to me. Random. Yeah, my Reddit notes say 2021, so they must be wrong. Um, Yeah, mine say 2020. Yeah, the um, the music definitely was great across the board. It was very on brand with the anytime you saw the the Dual Sense or the console, it was it was very tonally all the same. Even I would argue to an extent some of the visuals. Uh, Sony has really done a nice job in grouping that all together the diversity of all these games their graphics package the 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 segues in between the trailers were so good and they never reused one they they must have spent so much money on that graphics package for one transition they were so good yeah i uh, i couldn't agree more uh what do we got next here solar ash so I, I don't know if this is like it looks a lot like Hyper Light Drifter and they just say from the developers of or the, from the creators of. Um, so I don't know if it's a direct sequel or just a spiritual successor, but Hyper Light Drifter is a lot of fun. Never finished that game. I want to get back to it. Um, so I'm excited about this because that game was awesome. I got to say the recent Hitman games have always really appealed to me and I've I have no excuse for not playing them. I enjoyed some of the the uh, past generation hitman games and to, to get a third one here is pretty exciting to me and we don't have to wait very long to get it looks like it's coming january 2021 um those games uh, i always found appealing yeah. any of you guys ever played through those 
I'm in the same boat where like they they've always appealed to me, but I've never never given in. This one had a really cool vibe, like the the, the forest, like it almost had kind of like a spooky. It reminded me a lot of John Wick, actually, for whatever reason. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's some really cool John, the words Wick, out of my mouth. John Wick vibes. Um, who is this? The first IO, the first Hitman game IO is making by themselves. Didn't they leave their publisher and take in? They got to take the Hitman uh, IP with them. I don't know who it was. Mm, I don't know that. Hmm. Oh. I think that's true. I don't yeah. know who it was. Whoever owned IO had Hitman, and like when they separated, they let them take the Hitman license. I think this is the first game they're making by themselves. Fact check. There's the um, yeah. There, there's um, one of the Hitman, the most recent Hitman games is on uh, Xbox Game Pass. So I, that's another barrier that's gone for any excuse I have to play it. Um, Astrobots kind of looked uh, charming, right? So. That is coming in the form of a 3D platformer. Saw a little bit of what that looks like. This looks fun, right? This is, uh, mm-hmm. you know, again, it's it's nice to have towards the beginning of a console generation, but it's something I could see myself diving into. I don't yeah. know if you guys feel the same or not. I do. I have heard nothing but good things about the uh, the Astrobot VR game. I hear like that is the killer app for PSVR, and like not a lot of people talk about it. It's supposed to be like an incredible third uh, third or. 3D platformer. Um, never played it, but now that it's not behind PSVR, I might give it a shot. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely. I'm getting to the point where I'm itching for more platformers. I just kind of like my gaming thirsts, if you will, kind of go in these cyclical patterns for what kind of game I want to play. And I know I'm going to get there shortly, especially with what is probably going to be two pretty heavy games coming up with Last of Us and uh, Sushima. Uh, little devil. Oh, go ahead, Puff. I say there is so much variety in this presentation. Like, look at how many different genres are represented by these games. Yeah, and even like, like there's the, something for everyone. Pacing wise, it was amazing. Like the way they spread stuff out, and even the stuff that I usually don't like, I, I don't care about looked fun. Like I usually wouldn't have cared about it, like a, a 3D platform like this that I wasn't already kind of attached to. But it was a fun trailer. That's the, like the E3 effect for me. There's so many things, and I get so excited, and I'm like, I would play that. Never gonna play that. Come on. <laughs> Like, I know myself. Uh, but every time we get a presentation like this, typically during E3, I am like, yep, I want that. I want that. I want that. And that's how I'm feeling tonight. Like, so many of these games, I know I probably won't ever, ever play. But in my head, I want to, for what it's worth. You, uh, you absolute animals. You talk about future <laughs> summer games. You bring up Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima, and you don't bring up SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrate. And I'm just for sure. I hate it. Some people who are, we do know some people who's very excited for that. It's kind of and I know at least a couple. I'm pretty I'm, sure. Was that a PS1 game originally? Two PS2. <laughs> what did say it was? I had a PS2. Battle yeah. for Bikini Bottom was PS2 for sure. I remember playing it. I, there, yeah. There's a PS1 SpongeBob game in my collection that is Jamie. <laughs> she, she's bought two games ever, and that was one of them. I don't know which game it was, but uh, yeah, we, we so we got like a press release when this first uh, was announced that it was remastered. And I first of all, I can't believe how much press it's getting. Second of all, uh, like the collector's editions for these were just insanely priced. I can't believe that they would sell them for over two hundred dollars. But who what? am I to judge? I guess. Jesus, not- there's a there's different levels of collector's editions for it kind of like last of us sure but spongebob and uh, one of them was over 200 bucks i'd have to look it up in the press release better call him like, spongebob himself 
Leave it to me to derail a PS5 reveal with. Sean, you've done it again. And while we're derailed, yeah. I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna correct, not correct my point, but validate it. Uh, so Square Square Enix owned IO, um, and they had a management buyout in 2017, and they became independent. And part of the buyout was they got to keep the Hitman IP. I think that this is their first Hitman game without pretty good deal. Square Enix. Yep. It, I remember it being like one of those weird, like, whoa, why would they? Why would Square let them take the IP? Super weird, but good for them. Yeah. Huh. It's almost like Fox letting George Lucas keep the rights to the Star Wars merchandise. Oh, Ridiculous. Not on the same scale, of course. Uh, Fox uh, might still be around if they didn't let him do that. Fox I know. 20th century, at least. <laughs> I heard all of it. <laughs> Star Wars almost literally owns Fox. How about that? Uh, Little Devil Inside. I know nothing about this. Little Devil Inside. I feel like I don't remember this one either. We all got a little devil inside. NBA 2K21. Any thoughts on that? Look cool. Uh, yeah, I'll, play them. I'll, I'll chime in. It looked it looked great. Great job, 2K. Got Zion. I, I, that was a that was a smart move. I'm guessing he's the cover athlete. Got I, I would assume. Now, yeah, since yeah. he was in the the debut here, yeah. I mean, dude is literally the definition of box office. So you know, good job there. He's very sweaty. Yeah, very sweaty guy. Um, all I know is this. 2K. Uh oh. Make a freaking good basketball game. Just, do they not make I'm good just, basketball games or they just put so many horrible features in them that it makes it a bad experience? Because 2K makes the basketball games are good, right? Like they're actually good games, but you can't get you can't even boot up the game without having to pass through like 20 advertisements for microtransactions. That's what bothers me. Both both, both points, yeah, both though that's valid. Yeah. That's why I didn't valid. buy 20 this year, because like I remember 19, I'm like, dude, I just booted this up and like I have to press B or whatever button I'm whatever console I'm playing on like 20 times just to get away from these packs you're trying to sell. I'm like, I don't care. I'm just trying to play a season and yeah, frustrating. Yeah. I'm like it matters what console you're on, right? For those that very are those much, very, yeah, very much, know. yeah. Uh, so a lot of people talk about the NBA 2K series in the in the conversation at, with FIFA. So that is a, a highly lauded franchise. It is. Um, I haven't played it in forever. You guys are saying there's just too many features when you get into the game now. No, it's lost its luster because of the fact that they're like really like really dirty microtransaction strategies. Like they are <laughs> that they're they, it's bad. They're bad. They've been in the news like for the last couple of years. Like these games are bogged down with microtransactions. The the my player mode oh. is. Uh, at this point, unplayable it's pay, unless it's, you it's, buy, yeah. unless you have it's straight pay, up it's pay to win, win. Yep. exactly straight up. Yeah, you know what? Not to get too far off off topic again. Just um, I'm like 37 hours into Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I finally hit my first wall of not being where I needed to be for the next level in terms of uh, or the next chapter with my leveling. So it was recommended to be at 32, and I was at 23. Not as much of a grind as Origin, so it's still fine. But in looking at the store of microtransactions, all the options, there's an option to double your XP, basically. Yep. So basically you, and it's not cheap. I I mean, I think it's like 20 bucks. I'm pretty sure it's 1999. Well, yeah. But anyway, uh, what I'm getting at is I can't believe that that is even an option because I'm sitting there and I'm like, how can I get through this faster? And I'm looking through the store and one of those a microtransactions is sitting there. That's not a micro. That's a macro. I can't believe that that is a thing. That's like that is BS. Now, luckily, the game that's, that's, is very playable, and like it doesn't really advertise that, and it doesn't like 
luckily they're not hitting you over the head with that because that I remember when that when I first heard of that it is one of the dirtiest pieces of microtransactions that's out there. If I saw that in Origins, I would have tossed the game out the window because I you know my God. feelings on that. Honestly, <laughs> it's fine. It's it's fine. You can get there without like killing yourself to get to the level that you need to. And I guess so. Like I'm still enjoying it. Yeah, my point is like I've I've played like 40, 50 hours of that game, and I didn't even know about it from firsthand experience. I just saw a headline about it, so I didn't even know about it. So it's not like so they're they're trying to like push it on you, but the fact that it exists is is sketch. I got to the store because it gave you like five. It's I want to say it's a point system and you have to purchase points if I remember correctly. Uh, almost like Microsoft back in the day. And uh, it was like, here's 500 points to spend in the store. So I was like, cool. I'll probably get like some cool gear that looks neat. And you can't spend anything for, for 500. And then I was looking at equivalent points and then I came across that and I was like, you sons of guns. I can't believe you did that. Yeah. So the way, yeah. the way you feel about that is the way a lot of us NBA fans feel about the, the, the way the 2K games have gone. You literally, yeah. the my player mode is unplayable and it started with the my team mode. This is so bad. I'm not going to go on a rant, but this is so bad. Just to give you an idea is they have just like a mobile game. You have card packs that you buy and you get different players in them. And uh, I think I think every sports game kind of has this, but 2K was one of the early adopters of this nonsense. You could have like a, a a ruby LeBron James, or no, you want that diamond LeBron? Oh, pay up! You better pay to open the pack. And the odds the are so LeBron. bad it's, too. It's it's gross. It's gross. Uh, yeah. All right, PS5. You should hear more about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see here. I got nothing. Bug snacks? Is that? <laughs> Bug snacks look super weird. Do you yeah? Do you remember uh, Octodad, Deadliest Catch? That yeah. game. This is made by them. Oh, Did you watch the trailer God. for this? No. This is so weird. But like, I'm I only hit so I'm, much time and I skipped it. I'm sorta in. Like you're on this island and like if you eat something, you become it. And like, the, the comedy was super super interesting. Um, if it's if it's a relatively cheap game, I think I'm kind of in on it. Something I want to play on the it's Switch actually. Be. Yeah, you'd assume so. Yeah. Yeah, we we streamed uh, Octodad for a few weeks. Uh, few years ago. It was fun. It was fun. We had some uh, some good times there for sure. A few weeks. Woo. Well, like we were doing once a week. It wasn't like <laughs> someone was sitting there for five or six days in a row. <laughs> My goodness gracious! We get the plot. Uh, what's that? Get the plot. How dare you? I didn't play it. <laughs> if I did, I wouldn't have gotten it clearly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we talked about Demon Souls. Um, talked about the next what three. We, we, we talked did. about Demon yeah. Souls, Deathloop, uh, Resident Evil Eight. Next one will be the Pragmata. What was that one about? Oh yeah, that was like the one that you thought was the cat one. That's the one oh, yeah. where they end up on yeah. the moon. There is a cat in this one too, which is odd. Um, That's probably why I thought that. Yeah. So there's two games Here's with cats in space. Two cat games. Okay. Yeah. There was there was a certain year where like every game had a dog in it. This year we're having we're having cats. It was the year that Call of Duty, yeah. one of oh. the feature characters, had it, and then Fallout yeah. Four had had your dog meat and stuff like that. It's all about cats this year. So my my parents' dog Riley is named after the Call of Duty ghost dog, oh. whose name is Riley. Interesting. Yeah. I know. Um, but this game uh, looks yeah. cool. I don't I don't know what it is. So you're an astronaut, like in Times Square, maybe Tokyo. There's a little girl. Y'all are chilling. Cat comes along. Cat see through for a second. Breathes real weird. And then all of a sudden, you're on the moon. That's it. That's the that game. is the entire game, folks. <laughs> That's what I saw. That's the dream. Gone home. You can play it in two minutes. <laughs> uh, how, all right. Let's, how have let's, we gone 
What are we in? We're an hour exactly. That was very weird. I just looked and it was one hour, zero seconds. We're an hour into this recording. We haven't talked about Horizon Zero Dawn. That's a shame. That was pretty rare. You had your opportunity. I know, and okay. I, re- I kind of regret not, not leading with that. I thought somebody else would take it. I thought someone was going with Horizon. Come I on. specifically stayed clear. You thought, you thought I, I would, especially that. since I predicted it to be at this event. Everyone predicted it to well, be at this event. <laughs> I'm talking about out of us. I'm ta- out of us four. I was the only one that brought it up. Then you guys were like, "Oh yeah." So before we talk about this, let's get back to SpongeBob. <laughs> just kidding. Horizon. That's like- Oh no! I was just gonna say that's like Ray Sean <laughs> predicting that the Bulls were gonna win the NBA title in '98. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, buddy, wait a wait a wait a reach on Nailed it. <laughs> was he even bored? <laughs> oh, maybe not. I actually, I actually, I actually was. Okay. All right. I was like, it's gonna be close. Oh man, Horizon. Let's talk about Horizon Forbidden West. I love so, the name. Love it. Yeah, name. me yeah. too. It's I like that title. we kept the Horizon. Yeah, we've just uh, the one word exactly. And, yeah. and we've got kind of a subtitle. I was hoping it wouldn't be Horizon Zero Dawn, another subtitle. I can I've, I've seen companies get crazy with names. Looking at you, Apple iPhone 11 Pro Max, ridiculous. Um, I'm also yeah. glad they didn't do a number. I I, I hate numbers. Yeah. I love actual titles and get, phrases for sure. Keep it clean. I'm all about clean branding. I think I've said that before. It's it's important. You have uh, like you have said that exact <laughs> naming schemes are important. Yeah. So Horizon Forbidden West, man. I. I am one of those people who just absolutely adores Horizon. Like this sounds like a like hyperbole, but it's not. I think it's the most underrated PlayStation exclusive on the PS4, and I know it's highly rated. I know it's well regarded. I think Horizon is so so good. I think it's God of War good. I love Horizon so much. I think it's so different. I think it's like it controls, like it, the gameplay is so different. It's it, it's just one of those games that was never seen anything like it. It's beautiful. The story is super super cool. So excited for this, man. Uh, so this, the original, it's funny to say the original of this now, which yeah. makes me happy. But the original title didn't hit me how it hit you, John. But how I look at games uh, like a Mario or Zelda, for example, um, are influenced because I know Jeff, particularly with Zelda, loves those games. So I'm like, I'm almost happy for him when an announcement like that happens. And then like, I enjoy the game more because one of my best friends likes it. So that's how I think I'm kind of looking at this now with you, John, is that I liked horizon. Yeah. Like it was good. It was not where you like loved it, but now I'm looking at this one and I'm thinking, I'm really excited to play this game because you're really excited to play this game. Thank so you, that man. passion is very contagious. Um, just like, you know, Rashawn is super excited for SpongeBob. I'm going to play that when it comes out. We're going to split the collector's edition. So, John, talk more about Horizon and, and your feelings with this. Yeah. You've got a lot to say. The trailer, trailer looked great. I oh. mean, it's uh, what I'm what was interesting is all the other leaks about all of like the Sony first party stuff, including this, uh, everything we saw in this conference was like dead on. Um, the one thing that came out that we didn't see anything of was there was a lot of rumors that this was going to be like co-op based. They're gonna, you're going to be able to play co-op in this new game and it was going to be a little bit of a different kind of take on that. So kind of happy to not see that because I'm, I'm all about my single player story games. Um, it looked gorgeous. Uh, we're, we're seeing new wildlife. I mean, it's not much to say that, that you can't see in the trailer, man. It, it just looks like a really, really cool game. And a pretty nice length for the trailer. I think it was 233, if I remember correctly. And we saw a lot of varied environments. It was, um, you know, Spider-Man was kind of quick. It was short. And three, this one... 329, I, actually. Pretty long. Yeah, it was three It was three minutes. 
a minute longer than I even thought it was. So we we saw like it was a lot of wildlife, you know, quote unquote wildlife. We saw a lot of color and watching it and kind of getting a little bit of a sense of where the the story is going to go as you hear the underlying narrative uh, from the voiceover. I just thought that this was a really nice way to introduce a sequel like that. And this is such a good... We talked about it on past shows. This is such a good kind of way for PS5 to get out in front again, for I sure. think. I for think Sony to get out in front of PS5. No doubt. I think two of those points I want to touch on, there actually is wildlife. I think that's one of the the, the things here is like, yeah. there's actually animals starting to come alive again. I think I mean, that was one of the themes of the, the first game is that nothing is living anymore. These, these, you know, these robots, whatever you want to call them, have taken over and nothing is being born, nothing is surviving. One of the first things we see is like a crab on the beach and we see like a fox or something like that. So to actually have animals in the game is going to be pretty cool. And uh, the second thing I want to touch on is the environments. Uh, that was, if you have a complaint about Horizon, it might be that the environments were basically all just one. You you had you had this wild, open, overgrown world, and that's just the environment you were in. We didn't really see much else until the DLC, the Frozen Wilds, which was really cool. And I think we all kind of wanted more of that. Um, you're seeing so many different environments here. Like you're on a beach, you're underwater. Those are kind of the same, but you're in a forest. Uh, there's like this red environment. Don't know what's going on there. It's a dragon. Super cool. Dude, if we get a mechanized Asiatic dragon, I, I'm, I'm, lo- I'm losing it. Yeah. Jeff's going to buy a PlayStation. <laughs> just yeah, just for that. Give me, my, give me my Gundam dragon. That's all I want. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, you know, in terms of... I just got to be honest here. Uh, listen, Horizon Zero Dawn, that has to be one of the worst PlayStation exclusives I'm just, I'm just kidding. Let me yeah. stop. I just wanted to see John's face, <laughs> but I, I'm a terrible liar. Yeah, you, 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 you couldn't, you couldn't bait me. I'm sorry. I, I'm terrible. Y'all have known me at this point. Y'all know what I'm passionate about, so I'm, and I, how I feel a certain way. That was a lie. Um, but no, I'm, I'm, way when he's like, it's one of. No <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, nah, man, this is awesome. And you know what, John? I, you know, I, I echo your sentiment too. Uh, uh, if we talk about the first one for a minute and i've i've said this before um but you know and jeff will probably be able to attest to this a little bit um and you too john but like the first thing like the thing about horizon that i think leads to your point about it's just not talked about as much anymore or it's the most underrated of the rated sony uh exclusives the only crime that they committed with that game is that it released a month and a half before breath of the wild very true. What can you do? A, and the switch. I don't even think a month and a half. It was like I think it was just a couple of weeks. I, I maybe think, it was a couple of weeks. It may yeah, have been a yeah. week. It, two weeks max. I think it may have just been a week. It was what? Mm. Yeah, it was what? Late February. It now was. that I think about it. Yeah, it was it? Fe- yeah, February I think I was thinking it was January. February twenty something. And then what? Switch was yeah. March seventh. Yeah. February twenty eighth. Yep. I was gonna say that I disagreed with that point, and then I remembered that I specifically didn't buy it because I was buying a switch. Yeah. And, if you think and, right. it, yeah, if you think about it, not only did you have to just buy breath of the wild, you had to buy a new console. So you're talking about, you know, depending on how you did it, like $350, $400 investment. And even more know, from for another game. That's just as expansive, if not more for sure. Know? They were definitely okay, so compared actually, to a lot. It, yeah. it actually came out three days before breath of the wild switch and oh. breath of the wild was March 3rd. So not even two weeks. It oh was my three God. days. Three days. I'm sorry. I'm thinking it's a month, month and a half because I didn't get a switch until late March. That's why. I'm, yeah. That's why I'm thinking that. So I didn't play yeah. it until later. But that's, that's why I'm thinking a week or two weeks because I, I specifically was like, all right, I'm into Horizon. I am not right. stopping this game. I just like tinkered with Zelda and my Switch, and like 
not even just the investment of a new console, the excitement of a new console. Like Nintendo's yes. back, the Switch is awesome. Like I want to play with that. I remember basically just walking around that those first four like training sh- uh, shrines, just like not getting too far because I didn't want to dive into that game because I was really loving Horizon and wanted to spend my time with that. But to Horizon Zero Dawn's credit, it still went on to sell over 10 million copies, which yes, is huge. huge. So that's, yeah. that, a, that's a huge accomplishment. Yep. yep. And again, my, my statement's a little hyperbolic saying that it's underrated. It's rated very well. People love that game, but I think it's... I like, get what you're saying. I think it's underappreciated is better? Both. Possibly. Ra- rated as well. Maybe. I, I think it's a straight up masterpiece. Like I, I legitimately would like... I, I put it at like God of War level of... I think it's that good. Yeah, and like I said, I appreciate your passion towards it because it gets other people like myself excited to play uh, the sequel when it when it gets here. We it. we did not get any time frame on this, right? Or no? That's correct. Okay. Yeah. No. Nothing. Yeah, my prediction was that it was going to be a launch title, but I'm starting to think it wouldn't be because I would have said it. So. Yeah, I think that, that would have been a heck of a launch. I think that was the, the expectation. Sp- Spider Man. Yeah. yeah. Once I saw oh that Spider Man was holiday 2020, I started <laughs> to think either we weren't going to see Horizon yeah. or. Uh, that it wasn't right. going to be a launch game. Yeah, no I think, need for them to cannibalize I think, each other. I, I think when I saw Spider Man, I texted the group chat, "R.I.P. Horizon," or "R.I.P. Oh. Xbox," because <laughs> if Horizon's coming too, then it's just done. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. And the console we, uh, itself. We get the uh, the reveal of the the oh, console. Man, consoles. Uh, consoles. Yeah, that's true. a big, that's a good very point. True. I was very surprised to see that they're doing the digital edition. That's awesome. Man. Same, because I would have expected that that would come out maybe next year yeah. or two years down the line with they standard could easily did releases. That Launching with but two they're, they're jumping in right away. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, everyone at home can see it. I don't know if you guys have an image up. We've got it on our on our template here. They mm-hmm. it, So my description of this, I texted to somebody, was like, every time a new console is about to come out, people make these mock-ups and they're just like extremely futuristic and they look crazy, but kind of cool and like very edgy. And we're like, all right, that looks crazy, but then they're never going to do that. Sony was finally like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> like every time mm-hmm. someone talks about a new console, they get these crazy lines and these crazy cut corners and stuff like that. And they look like futuristic. Sony's like, all right, man, let's do it. And they did it. And I kind of love it. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Cause at first I was like, yeah, I don't know if I, I really like it if i'm being nitpicky but the more i thought about it i was like you know what? it really differentiates itself not even just with the the color being white for playstation which looks wonderful but that it really does feel almost like how i imagined the ps3 would look back in the day like i was like thinking about this futuristic piece of hardware uh that crazy controller was it ps3 where it had like the really long the boomerang yeah that, uh, that never launched the but... fair yeah that was just that's what i'm talking about yeah the boomerang controller when they announced the ps3 that was the controller oh, wow. they showed off but it never came out right so like that's kind of sort of what i imagined that would look like and here we are a few generations later and uh i i really really love the dual sense 5 we've we've talked about that a lot on the show but the system itself like that is a good looking piece of hardware overall i think it's going to look nice uh you know in the collection in in your entertainment center wherever you may have it um really i was very surprised not even so much that we saw the console but more so that we did get that digital version uh, where uh, Microsoft did this with the Xbox. It's just the diskless version where you can just, that's the future where we're moving towards if we're not already there. So I wonder what those, uh, 
maybe this is a good segue into talking about the the price points for what we think this so might look curious. like i am so curious i was i was talking to a friend at work and um you know i was ex really excited about this digital version because i've years ago moved everything digitally so i have no reason to get the one with the disc tray um so i'm thinking you know obviously that one should be cheaper you think right oh, of you know? course yeah there, i mean there's there's yeah. no way they get away with selling these for the same price no there, i mean there's yeah, a missing be, missing component i mean that disc drive costs money it's just they, yeah it just depends on how much um yeah. i i i would guess the retail for you know for whatever the the one with the disc tray let's just say my guess is 550. Ooh. I would say the one without the digital version, they'll either chop off 50 or or 100 bucks. Oh, okay. So you're, you're saying 550 for the most expensive one with the Blu-ray drive. Yes. And then maybe $50 lower. I'm on the other end of the for, spectrum where I think yeah. 449 for the digital and I think 500 for the one with the Blu-ray drive. I put that on Twitter. I've gotten some feedback that maybe that Blu-ray drive is going to be more expensive and that it might be a $100 difference. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's actually that expensive. I mean, people are... I, they sold it. I mean, they'll sell it at a loss if they have to. Exactly. Because they're not going to have to worry with the quantity they're going to sell and with the games that they just showed off and are likely going to show off. Yeah, you can only imagine. Um, John, that's exactly the price point I was going at, which is why I was raising my hand. Uh, because I, I had a feeling I was like I gotta get out in front of John. And I didn't see your tweet. Sorry, um, but that's that's where I I feel like it's going. Because like you five hundred sounds really daunting, but if you have a cheaper price model next to that for fifty dollars less, then it's not so daunting. You put it at four forty nine ninety nine. I think that's pretty reasonable for where we are. That puts it also fifty bucks ahead of the PS four where that was at launch. Which, so I think that kind of makes sense, and I wouldn't be surprised by just about anything. Unless, unless they they came out with like five hundred and ninety nine US dollars, I have like I have friends who legitimately think that's going to happen. I'm like, guys, that, people are thinking that no. Sony like hasn't learned their lessons or whatever. I'm like, the PS4 was a, a clear indicator that they learned that lesson. They learned that PS3 coming out at five ninety nine is, is is no bueno. They they undercut the price on the PS4 for a reason. I mean, I know they have new leadership and stuff like that, but guess what? The PS4 is one of the best selling consoles of all time. Why would they? Why would they double down and go go for another six hundred dollar console? I just I told somebody that if they only launch a six hundred dollar console and that's the only skew, I would eat my Vita. And I told him he can pick. I'll pick the slimmer. <laughs> he, he can pick the slimmer, the OLED, whatever we want to watch. I'll eat a Vita if the only PS <laughs> PS Five that comes out is six hundred dollars. But now there's two skews, so I think I'm kind of good no matter. Yeah, what. I was gonna say you you already won. So yeah. I mean, I was really excited to see if we could compare that to Jeremy White's flip-flop bet from a few years ago, where he said he'd eat a flip-flop if the Vegas Golden Knights made the playoffs in their first season, the and they Stanley went to the freaking Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Um, now, the only, I mean, it's still going to be valid. If they're both more than the $600, I'll eat both Vitas. How about that? I got them both. I have a slim to my left. I have Easy. The, no. Easy, buddy. No, no. I want to I wanna make this a thing. It's happening. I'll eat, I'll eat both wanna, Vitas. You're trying to kill him. You're trying to kill him. He's just crying eating it on the show. <laughs> I'll blend it first. Well, so that's gonna eat it we may have an open spot on the geeky version. John Thick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I R.I.P. the Vita and R.I.P. John. Thicke. I just don't think there's a sick. chance that this is six hundred dollars. Even sick men. Even the most expensive I, one. I agree. Yeah. I think it's most sickening that someone would eat a Vita because the Vita is wonderful. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I don't think we'd be anywhere close to that price point. I think they're crazy if they would think to go that way. Um, quantity is the name of the game with how well they did with PS4. And if they just tread, and like I said, if they just had a generation full of sequels to the previous generation's first party games, they'd be more than fine. 
we're not going to get that. We'll get some really nice new IPs. I know we will. Uh, so uh, they know exactly where they're supposed to be. I think it was evident in today's showcase and they'd be smart to continue to ride that momentum. So it's going to be a nice launch. They just know how to get me excited about video games. Like they just know how to make a press conference. They know, they know what to put in there. They know how to launch a console nowadays. Like, man, I, th- those were like some, sh- some year of dreams, E3 vibes for me. Like that was, that was an awesome conference. I'm super, super excited for the launch of this. And like, and I, I know the feeling will change, but I'm very, uh, not put off, but I'm just not very excited for what Xbox has to offer right now with just how, awesome this looks i will be hard pressed to to find a way to get as excited as i am for this and as i said at the beginning of the show if i'm getting one i'm getting a ps5 right now um about the library at the end of the day you can show off all the flashy tech features and dashboard features you want to it's about your game library man we're gamers we're not we know some of us are tech people but a lot of people just want great games man I appreciate what Microsoft tries to do and promote with the Xbox, but you're right. I do. I do. I don't want it to make it seem like I don't, but agreed. You know, you gotta, you gotta wait. You gotta weigh it. You know, I go where the games are and that's Sony right now with PS five. Before we wrap up, we want to get into just the last few tidbits here. Uh, John, do you want to just run into some of the destiny two news that we got recently? For sure. So destiny two had a, uh, an event uh, like a stream, one of the, one of these digital events that we do nowadays. Um, They talked about a lot, actually they, they, one of the, one of the, the biggest events they've done so far. Um, So first of all, destiny two is coming to Xbox series X and PS five for free for both systems. They specifically said that it will support uh, smart delivery on series X and it will be a free upgrade to the ps5 um so that's happening you got P- and all your dlc as well too because destiny 2 is already free to play nowadays but all of your paid dlc comes with you over to your next uh, generation um they said that cross-generation play will be supported so you have a ps5 you can play with all your buddies who are still on ps4 xbox series x and play with your xbox one cross-generation that i think they said that's coming at launch um they are working on cross-platform play so a lot of the big games, big games out there are supporting cross-platform play. Call of Duty does it. Fortnite does it. That needle has been pushed. I love that we're seeing that. That's a huge, huge feature for me. Um, so Destiny is working on it. They, they kind of have to get a couple of things in order, they said. But they said hopefully 2021 they'll be able to roll out cross-platform play for Destiny 2. Um, and then they just went and kind of mapped out their content for the game. They said they, they told us what's coming in uh, this fall, the big, the big update. Something light, first light, relight. I don't know. I'm not a huge Destiny guy anymore, but you, if you're a Destiny guy, you know what that is. And then they showed us the big expansions for 2021 and 2022 as well. Um, and Rashawn, when you mentioned earlier in the show that uh, the, when Bungie, Bungie originally talked about Destiny, they touted it as a 10-year plan. I think Destiny 2 is what they wanted the whole time. And I, and I do think that their partnership with Activision is why destiny two exists and why it's a separate skew from destiny one. I think this is what they wanted all along. Uh, now that they're in control, they're being super transparent. They seem like they're really listening. Um, that conference was not conference. Whatever it was, was cool. They talked to the community and they, they addressed some concerns and they just, they roadmap that game pretty well. Yeah. It's flourished since that relationship, uh, ceased to exist, I think. Um, and it's interesting to see too. So 2014 is, is when the original destiny launched. I mean, you know, if we're talking into 2022, that's that's pretty impressive. I'm constantly amazed how much or how strong Destiny 2 is. That this just continues to have legs year after year. So it's it's kind of nice to see that it survived because I I was of the belief that it was going to go the way of the original. Sure, we we're going to get a Destiny 3. 
uh, but I'm happy that I was wrong with that. I think the the biggest thing that they did to to make me a believer that we're going to keep getting support for Destiny Two for years and years to come is making it free to play. It's no longer you don't you no longer have to buy a SKU. You don't have to purchase a game that came out in twenty whatever whenever twenty Destiny Two came out was it twenty seventeen? Um, you're not buying an old game, right? Like th- this is just a, a free to play game, much like Fortnite. They're making engine changes, like they're upgrading the game as it goes. So being free to play is 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 big for that. Yeah, it's really good per, for perception um, to to not have to purchase a game that came out in 2017 to play on a, a modern and next gen system. Uh, no Man's Sky uh, coming, or it's now on Game Pass, yep. so Xbox Game Pass users can play that. Uh, but John, there was one interesting caveat for that. Yeah, so they came to. Uh, they, I think it launched June 11th on uh, that's today. They launched today on Xbox Game Pass, uh, but they shadow dropped uh, cross platform play, like we were just talking about. So cross platform play is. I love that it's becoming the industry industry standard. We were told years ago that it's not possible, and now we know that it was just marketing. It, w- it was all just Sony and Microsoft not wanting their consoles to play nice. All it took was you know Microsoft to say, "Cool, open the gates," and. A lot of uh, public pressure on Sony to to let that happen. So I'm glad that it did. And just to see more games support cross-platform play is awesome. No Man's Sky, uh, PC, Xbox, and PS4 all supported uh, with cross-platform play. Yeah, just I remember, remember when Nintendo and Microsoft's Twitter accounts used to troll Sony about that? That was good. <laughs> all the time. I loved it. That was that was even good the stuff. graphics coming out with the Xbox and Nintendo holding hands. Yeah. It's just I, right. I loved I mean, all of it. As someone who was a <laughs> was huge, amazing. huge Fortnite guy in the midst of all that, that was so frustrating that like I have all three of those platforms. It was super yeah. cool that Fortnite was now on the Switch. I had to pick one my before that happened. My main profile was my PlayStation Four. It's like uh, now I if I want my progress to transfer, I can't play PS4 anymore. I have to have two profiles. Like Xbox and Switch talk to each other. What the heck, Sony? Super frustrating, but we're getting there. Yeah, absolutely. Getting towards that cohesive, coexistent future when it comes to gaming. Uh, last thing on our news item here, uh, not much of note, but IGN Summer of Games Days 1 and 2, uh, there was nothing that caught my eye or nothing that was totally, completely newsworthy. I don't know if anyone else has anything to comment on any of that. I don't. Yeah. I'll be honest. Yeah, I, uh, I actually didn't do my homework and go look to see like what was actually announced, but nothing was at the top of my Reddit feed when those were happening, so I doubt anything... That's really that interesting came out of it. <laughs> I went through day one and um, I mean, there's, there's nice stuff in there, but nothing especially that we want to talk about when we're talking about the PS5 reveal here. I'm glad they're doing it. It, it seems uh, like it's like the when you when you do have a full fledged E3, it seems like the the post show where they kind of show some of the smaller games and they go deep dives like those developer yeah. diaries. That's what it seems like we're getting here with this uh, summer of gaming, which is cool. I'm glad it exists. I'm sure one of these days I'll sit down when one is on and I'll enjoy it, but nothing has hit home for me yet. We're going to wrap up uh, this episode of Geek Scott Game. Whether you're watching on youtube.com slash thegeekiverse or listening on your favorite podcast streaming platform, I will go around uh, just a quick plug for where you are on social media, where people can find you to chat all things gaming, and then uh, what you're looking for for the Geekiverse. John, why don't we start with you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Disruptoid. That's where I hang out most of the time um, talking about the PS5 a lot lately. So if you want to get in some conversations, we have some good discourse going on there. Um, For the Geekiverse, 
definitely check out the MCU Reviewed. That is our show where we are sitting down every week and reviewing another movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, we are up to Iron Man 3, which we're about to record after this. So we're making progress slowly but surely. It has been so much fun. Been loving chatting about people's favorite movies and uh, comparing lists and stuff like that. Making Rashawn mad by highly rating these amazing Iron Man movies. An Iron Man hater. There's just a certain movie that's watch the show. Good. Yeah, watch the show. <laughs> Rashawn, let's go to you next. Uh, so you can find me on the same show as shows as Disruptoid. Actually, I have to. I'm stuck with this guy. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, whether that's bi-weekly on uh, Geese Got Game, weekly on MCU Reviewed, uh, monthly on. Uh, what we lose? Oh, okay. Uh, Josiah's done. He's like, I'm uh, done with this. Uh, yeah, of course. He'll pop back That's in. fine. Who does he think yeah. he, uh, there he is. Who, who does he think he is? He? Yeah, seriously? <laughs> yeah, he's back. It was only a matter of time. You, you messed up oh. my plugs. And I disappear again. Son of a bitch. All right. But yeah, <laughs> you, can find, you can find me on those shows on the Geekiverse and it's the <laughs> same stuff that, you know, Disrupt I mentioned, uh, John. You know, if you want to talk games, I talk movies, whatever. On my Twitter, True King Zero. Uh, same thing with my Twitch streams as well, True King Zero on Twitch. You can find me there as well. I haven't streamed in about a week, week and a half, but that will be changing. You're going to be playing some SpongeBob. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I, like, it was a joke, but I'm dead seriously playing that now. <laughs> look at you okay okay mr pavlock you can find me on twitter at jeffrey pavs and on instagram jeff pavlock uh it's an older piece but i think it's one that's very important even now we did a favorite local beers to drink while gaming uh feature piece a little while ago you know the the country is still just starting to reopen from the pandemic especially here in western new york we're coming up to the phase three opening all these small businesses are still hurting they're going to need our support as much as possible coming up Uh, so we put together some of our favorite beers that are made by local brewers here in the western new york area uh gave you our links to where you could find them and where you can find their breweries definitely hope anybody can check that out and support these places these are very great people who make some Exactly. Yeah, go drink beer. But uh, yeah, support support your local businesses. They need it right now. Good call, Jeff. I've I've um, been introduced to so many new wonderful beers that uh, first of all, their new beers released during the pandemic, um, and second of all, beers that I wouldn't have uh, partaken partook partaken in previously. So uh, definitely go support the. It's incredible to see what they've done in the last three months. Uh, I am at Josiah D. Leroy on social media. As you can see, I tried to leave the show early, but they just wrote me back in. I am back. Uh, we've got lots going on at the Geekiverse. Most notably, we've got some new designs in our online store. Go to thegeekiverse.storeenv.com. That's one E in Store Envy. We've got over 20 designs to choose from, including our limited 6th anniversary edition shirt. Once they're gone, they're gone. So get your hands on that while the iron is hot. Also, we've got our We Are Groot t-shirt, which you can see me wearing if you're watching the video version of the show. We have a lot of shows to look forward to in the coming weeks. Um, we mentioned all that we're doing, whether it's PlusCast, our, our uh, Geek Scott game, our Marvel show. I want to mention DadCast. Episode 2 of DadCast is coming uh, in just a few weeks' time. We had to delay it uh, just with a scheduling conflict, but we will have a special guest 
uh, my co-host and I, Tim, are really excited to bring that to you. So if basically if you're a gaming father and you struggle to find the time to game, uh, you're just looking for lifestyle advice, we're just here to have a conversation and have, uh, and have a good time about it. You can check out episode one, which is on our YouTube and all our podcast streaming platforms right now. Very exciting episode here today to get the PS5 reveal. For John, for Jeff, for Rashawn, I'm Josiah. We'll see you guys in just two weeks.